I just make magic. <laughs> no? Absolutely. I was just looking to pump everyone up. Pump, 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 pump it up. I can't hear myself. Trust me, it's better that way. Get into Gates. This is episode 75 of Talking Stargate SG1. We are the Get Into Gate team. My name is Mitch. Joining me, as always, the full team, Matty Gibson. What's up? Brendan Gibson. Hello. And Reese Gibson. Yeah, g'day, guys. Now, you you were just laughing about something there, Reese. Would you like to share with the class? Yeah, I just found a... Read a, the note. I just... <laughs> <laughs> Don't call my mum. Uh, I just found a pen on the table here, and uh, I've just held it up to Brendan, and on the pen, it just says... You're a twat. Yeah. So positive thinking. We'll take wow. a photo of that and chuck it up on the socials. <laughs> <laughs> what else is boring? No, no Fuck caption, obviously. So if you if there's someone out there that's never heard the podcast and just stumbles across our socials, yeah. just sees a picture that says you're a twat. Yeah. Good call, actually. And if yeah. everyone just wants to jump on any any and all of the socials and just send Brendan a message, call it saying you're a twat. Yeah. That'd be great. Sure. Yeah, yeah. if you haven't already. Mm, you yeah. might, you might I already got a... 10 of them, but <laughs> pre, yeah. Your wife says to you every night before you go to bed. <laughs> yeah. I, um... She says you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> and so... shuts the, shuts the uh, door to the oh, spare right. bedroom. She, yeah. she's, not Euro- <laughs> she's not European. She's Eastern European, so she wouldn't be using twat. Yeah, no, no. that makes sense. No. I kind of say it to Brennan every year on his birthday, except um, on Facebook, it's just happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. It's a family tradition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're normal, our family. Anyway, good to see good to be here, boys. Oh, yeah, bloody good, to, good to be here. So we're here to uh, talk about a little old episode called Scorched Earth. If you're joining the show for the first time, uh, look, we're just going to go back through. Why look did at you Scorched Earth? Well, sure. Well, I, you know, but... Hang on. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I didn't say it wasn't. Whoa. It's just, you Matty, know. You've been putting your place now, buddy. I mean, if I <laughs> if I was a fan of Stargate and I was going to jump on a podcast, I don't know if Scorched Earth would be the first one I'd, I'd go, yeah. Unless this is the most podcast. recent podcast that we've released and then... Oh, don't yeah. apply, like, intelligent logic to this. <laughs> That's not what we're about, mate. <laughs> Scorched Earth comes out, I'll scroll down. Yeah. Love something good. <laughs> Window of opportunity, sweet. Ooh, Origins, what's this? Why is this audio <laughs> repeating? <laughs> that got me. I had no idea we were doing that. That totally got me. <laughs> Genius Last of the edits. Uh, okay, so yeah, well, if you are joining us for the first time, we're a couple of old school uh, Stargate fans and one new fan. So uh, we're a bit of a nostalgic view, a bit of a fresh take, 20 years on from the show being made. And uh, we go back to the uh, the old physical format, DVD synopsis, to, uh, to kick off the episode. And this week, it has in store for us, after relocating an endangered civilization to a safe new planet, the team realizes that another race of aliens is planning to incinerate the planet's surface to make it inhabitable for their own race. Will SG-1 be able to reason with the marauding aliens or will their plans for interplanetary diplomo... Uh, oh, I knew I was going to struggle with those two words put together. Diplomacy go up in flames. You could have reset it, but much like the rest of this podcast, we don't really care. Nope. Correct. Scorched so. Earth. Go on, Reese. 
Yeah, Maddie set it up really well. He, he <laughs> yeah. clearly loves this Doesn't episode. Like no, I do. I just okay. Based <laughs> off that, because when I think when we're heading towards the end of season three, getting into season four, and you said, "All right, Reese, for like the next season, it's basically just all gold except for like one or two hiccups." Yeah, entity. So, I think he said right. Entity, the light. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I might I might be sick next week. We don't know. Well, I'll see how we go. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but no, oh, Scorch, really? Scorched Earth is good. It's just if I was if I was going to start a new podcast, I wouldn't start at Scorched Earth. That's Fair all. enough. You know, Reese, would you be starting with Scorched Earth? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't mind rewatching this. I like that little um, uh, what's his name? Lotan. Lotan. Zoltan. Zoltan. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really like the the implications of it, where it was two two different races having the same predicament trying to trying to gain the same outcome on the same planet and the arguments obviously we had O'Neill and Jackson again arguing two and four or four and against um yeah I, I just really liked the dynamic of it mm. I, I really enjoyed it I found myself in my head doing like a my own little pro con list yeah I'm like okay well the Ankarans they're alive and they're already there mm. But technically, the other, like, Lotan and his ship, they were actually there first. It's like, yeah. he scouted the planet, no life. Mm. He snuck around to the other side of the planet to start the process. Comes back around and go, what are these f***ers doing here? Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, well, he could stop and then find a different planet, but he's done billions. So, it's like, they've both got equal. Like, that, that no point did I go one one leans more toward than to being more deserved than the other. I'm just like... Yeah. I always figured if they'd he'd already started the terraform process, wouldn't the planet eventually fall into to be unlivable anyway for the Ankarans? With the amount of scorched earths, so to speak, yeah. on the other side of the planet, there's so much sulfur now in the atmosphere. Yeah. They they couldn't live there long term anyway. Did no. they did they try and ride around that when Carter was like looking in the in her microscope and, and when they first found it, it's like, oh no, they're like time release sulfur or some shit. About how it was Set right. to release something. It was like no. I think because um, didn't Zoltan say I've, I breathed some of the air when you were when I was waiting for you, and it's yeah, it's not not. Oh, I, was, I assumed that was in the ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he he breathed it in the ship, but he said the air that's been released from the from the fire from oh, the was, fire blanket. Oh, was there air in there as well? Was there? I just thought it was just fire, fire and sulfur. Well, it probably was. Mm. He just he yeah. Just he just it's just not breathable it as air. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was on um, I was on Jackson's side the whole time. I know Jackson was sort of looking for the outcome for both, rather than O'Neill saying, "Nah, well yeah. let's just blow it up." Yeah, but you're on. You know, we're right. Easy. But it wasn't the fact that he thought he was right. It's just the fact that he didn't want to be wrong. We yeah. we brought them here, and if if we don't if we don't fight for them, then we've done the wrong thing. So we need to kill this whole ancient race so that we can be right. Yeah, and I, I don't like, have to feel bad. I feel like Daniel was like, "Let's." let's find a resolution that helps both these people. Yeah. Whereas Jack's like, no, I like the Ankarans. I met them first. I'm going to blow up this other ship. Like, <laughs> yeah. he didn't want to do it, exactly. but he was willing to do it um, yeah. to save these people that he'd gotten to know. Oh, willing to willing to defy orders to mm. do it. Yeah, that's true. You know? One of my favourite parts of this episode is when O'Neill tells Carter to, orders Carter to create the Nakoda bomb. Mm. Yeah. And he looks at Daniel and Daniel looks at him and they actually don't say anything because they're both thinking in their minds, like, we're screwed either way. Mm. Yeah. Well, that was mm. the nice through line, I think, with Jack is it's like the whole time he didn't want to. Like, he wasn't like, yeah, I'm going to blow these bitches up because they're, you know, threatening the Ankarans. Mm. He's just like, 
I, I think because he was so invested in, and they, you know, this is what we were talking about a few weeks ago, Reese, with Watergate. That was when they first mentioned the Encarans, when they tried to dial the gate at the, at the very, very start of the episode. Oh, okay. Cause and, I rem- and they mentioned relocating the Encarans. I remember, I remember thinking at the start of this episode, like, do we know these people? Like, mm. Yeah, Daniel just talk- said, oh, it's going to take two weeks to relocate the Encarans. Yeah. And yeah. then O'Neill was saying in this episode that, yeah, they've been working with them for months. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, right. so I think it was just Jack was just I, like, I've been working with these people for so long. I literally looked up the episode list and I'm like, did I miss one? What's going <laughs> on here? And a good thing, I guess, that they hadn't been waiting for us for a while. So clearly this, the, the start of the transfer, or at least when they met these guys, took place after window of opportunity because imagine if we'd started the process you know off screen away oh, from geez. you know before that and they're like oh yeah we'll be back next week and we'll, we'll help sort you out three four <laughs> three five months six months yeah. pass while we keep really we go back these guys are all dead from radiation <laughs> no, they're all just blind they're all just blind walking walking bumping into each other, just... <laughs> we waited for you it's like i'm over here okay we waited for you <laughs> You're looking out the window. Uh. <laughs> I tell you what, though, at the very, very start, like the cold open, and it's like, oh, this is our, this is the first child we're going to have in this new world. We're going to name it after you, Colonel O'Neill. Yeah. No one had any reaction. Like they're all just like, I think Jackson and Tilt were trying to just like try not to laugh. Really? They didn't even say Colonel O'Neill. They said we're going to name it after you, Colonel. And I'm like, please name it Colonel. <laughs> no idea. I get that you probably mean Jack, but please name it Colonel. Yeah. What you don't know is those people's last name is Sanders, so it's just going to work out. <laughs> Colonel of the House Sanders. Well, the rest of SG-1 were just thinking, oh, this is normal now. Everything gets named after O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true. Bullshit. Carter's like, fuck you and Karen's. Yeah. yeah. I hope she, it's a she girl. Probably, she probably saved the mother from yeah. like drowning in a river or something yeah. like that. Yeah. She's like, oh no, but Jack's in charge, so he gets it named after him. Yeah. That's Fine. what 20 minutes later when O'Neill's like, oh, can I, you know, you hook up this bomb, you know, and blow things up. She's like, well, there'll probably be some uh, collateral damage. So hell yeah, I can hook it up and these bitches <laughs> don't want to name anything after me. Has a knack with a bomb in your village sound. <laughs> What's the name of your baby again? Yeah, I thought so. Knack with a... Sam works for a guy or a girl, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. So does yeah. Jack O'Neill. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> so does Colonel. Colonel, such a pretty name for a girl. <laughs> I think the great twist for me and where I actually thought, wow, this episode is sick, is when they all get beamed up. Yeah. And then it and then the guy's actually really nice. Yeah. Mm. You're not expecting that. Well, and they even yeah. play that like that fun, happy ergo music kind of yeah. thing when they first meet him. So you're instantly kind of like subconsciously just at ease. And you're like, oh, he's not a threat. He's mm. fun. He's nice. Yeah. Okay. And I think that was really important because I think if they didn't set it up that Lotan was, wasn't was a threat in terms... Well, obviously, the, the ship is the threat. Mm. But if you thought that he was kind of conniving or had a plan within a plan within a plan or something like that, yeah, you'd be against him the whole episode. Yeah. So I think it was really important to establish early on that he could be trustworthy. Yeah. And it's so that you could focus more on the moral dilemma rather yeah, than, oh, is, is this guy lying to us? So I think that was really clever. The way yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, and that, and that was the thing because I was I was thinking, oh, the, they have to take the Encarans out because they've got more of a chance of finding another planet to live in. Because like he said, the, the, the he started terraforming the planet. He can't stop. Otherwise, the whole ancient race is dead. Yeah, like he's used up too much fuel already like of, yeah. of what he's got in the ship to terraform it's like you'd have to find a tiny little moon that would fit the you yeah. know to fit, and then suddenly this this species doesn't have a planet big enough to actually sort of propagate yeah. the entire race out again so yeah that's yeah i like the whole predicament that they're in and i love the whole backstory as well like they even went into the effort of 
making this strange music, and he was and the robot oh, was, was, cool. yeah. was just like curious and trying to learn things. He's like, it doesn't it doesn't really work for my ears. I love. So Daniel just just wanting to be really nice, like he's just doing everything he can to get them on his side. He's like, "Oh, it sounds amazing." Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, no, me too. Me neither. <laughs> Maybe turn it on. Whatever you don't like, I don't like. <laughs> if you love it, I love it. It's a hit. <laughs> Top thirty. I love that uh, SG One now are just happy to give away Nakoda generators. Yeah. Like at the start, they're like, oh, yeah, the Nakoda generator we've given you should give you enough power for the next X amount of years or whatever. Yeah, yeah to, like, to power your city for a year. Yeah. yeah. Warm why why aren't you powering warm. the SGC off that? Yeah. Oh, mate. <laughs> why, don't you ta- yeah. why don't you take it over to a little continent called Africa and help those guys <laughs> yeah. out? Yeah. <laughs> they spend a billion Jesus. dollars to power the SGC. Right. They, f- they flick over an, an Aquadria, an Aquata generator. Oop. I think it's pronounced Nuggeta. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Correct. No, it's pronounced Nuggeta! Um, I I felt like they were going a little bit Tolan esque when um you know like whenever they meet the Tolan they're like hey weapons they're like nah you're less you're more primitive than us so we're not going to give you weapons yeah. and then when the ship shows up and uh, the Encarans say to uh, SG one oh you're going to obviously give us weapons to like help fight them off they're like nah we're not going to give you weapons because you're more primitive than us yeah. so I'm like yeah. hang on a no, second because they're blind they can't be trusted <laughs> I'm not going to give a P90 to a blind chick <laughs> Jesus that was the thing I, that, that kind of pissed me off when he's like when she goes no we're going to stay and fight and he goes and, and O'Neill goes oh, okay what Like, what? What are your plans oh well you'll fight for us yeah oh f- alright well I'm going to fight your war that you want to fight that you're not actually going to fight that I'm going to f- yeah. Die for He's like, thanks. see that thing in the air. Classic that's... politician. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see that giant thing in the air literally raining down death. <laughs> raining down that's death. That's two miles wide. Yeah. yeah. Two miles wide, that freaking ship. Oh, that's like what? Shit. For us, that's like what? Four kilometers? Yeah, 1.6 oh, kilometers. Oh, Conversion.com was down last night. 6.4 Ks. Six? Oh, what was it? Uh, two miles. Oh, that'd be uh, three point two. Yeah, mm. yeah, nice. And a twenty mile wake. So that like big flame of fire. Yeah, is right. Twenty miles. Mm. What's that, race? Oh, thirty-two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so I was trying to work that out. So it was a two-mile ship, <laughs> and it was like the, the 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 width of the of the, like the fire blast was twenty miles. Or yeah, behind, the wake. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it's gonna take them a shit ton of time to like terraform that planet. Like they're just going over like mowing essentially like the entire planet. Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. <laughs> like Mitch is just living oh, the that's dream. dream, isn't it? Oh Mitch my God. loves mowing. Mitch lawns. loves a mowing lawn. Imagine God. mowing an entire planet, Mitch, oh, from orbit. Stop <laughs> in a spaceship. Stop it. I mean, come on. <laughs> mowing mountains. Oh, 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 look at that. I didn't have to. I didn't have to spaceship. go around it. I did the whole thing in one. I just. <laughs> No, mate, no, you don't, no, no, you want like a smaller mower so you get to enjoy mowing for longer. Oh, jeez. No, don't just get like a mower. Oh, and a mountain Yuck. lawn. <laughs> Reese hasn't mown, mown his lawn for about two years. My lawn doesn't moan, mate. <laughs> it's actually a word. Mode? Moan. No, I know it's a word. Just doesn't fit where you're trying to use it. Okay. <laughs> if you say so. But yeah, mate, my backyard's always- a jungle. Math is his thing, okay? Not <laughs> you know. And he's asking me the math questions. <laughs> look it up. <laughs> oh, man, if you need to look up moaning, you obviously haven't heard it in a while. I thought that was obvious. Uh, was I'm he hang- married. He's hanging out with us so much. <laughs> <laughs> and me too, actually, yeah. if anything. 
Why is it always the married guys that are trying to organize these recordings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what was up with Daniel? Like, he, I felt like he was, you know, he was trying to do a good thing, but it was it was like trying to convince a child that you were right in a way. Like when he's going mm, up, he to, was on fire. Like he was at yeah. his oh, best. Yeah. Just you know, he's going up. He's take, I keep going to call him Tolan, but it's Lotan, isn't it? It's like just switch around yeah. of, the, of the letters essentially. Zoltan, Zoltan, yeah, totally. And he uh, he takes him down the planet, and he's like, oh yeah. Um, how about these people? And he's like, oh, yeah, I love these people. He's like, oh, you know, you know, they're your people, you know, and oh, the air, it's not good for them. He goes, well, the air is not good for you because you're one of them, you know, and and then like he would he would then suggest things, Lotan, that he liked. He goes, well, yeah, I guess that's because you're you're just like them, you know, so uh, mm. I'm not going to change my mind. No, 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 I'm not suggesting you change your mind, but just maybe hang out with them longer until mm. you do. Until you just- I, what? <laughs> Nothing? No. <laughs> you're more like these people that you've just met than, mm. the, you know, the, the race that created you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hated the whole backflip that the and Karens did at the end. When they're like, kill the guy, kill him, murder him, blow up his ship. And then he comes down, they're like, oh, you're one of us. Mm. Like, stay with us. Well, no, you just wanted to kill him. Yeah. Like, uh, And it's like, oh, just you found a homeworld. Okay, you can have this piece of shit planet then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we don't want to build shit. It's already done. Okay, all right, let's go home. It was lucky that um, Zoltan didn't think of finding them a new planet. First up, yeah. Oh, see, I was pissed off at SG One, like when because they, they he said pretty early on in their meetings that they had scanned so many planets, yeah. and I'm like, oh, and in my mind again because I've watched this episode in so many years, I'm like, oh yeah, why do they, why do they? I wonder not ask him to find maybe them. try and find a yeah. compromise by mm. finding the Incarans another planet, and then right at the end they're like, oh gee, he would have come to that eventually, and I'm like, what about you? Like yeah. Daniel's like he's a day and a half old, and I'm like, yeah, but you're not. Like, why the then you you were trying yeah. to look for for me as a yeah. viewer. I'm like he goes, oh, I've scanned all these planets. I'm like, oh, maybe ask him now. Twenty seven <laughs> yeah. minutes more of the story time, and I'm like, meanwhile he's killed three thousand in Karens already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. To me, it's something that like Carter would have thought of straight away. Yeah, like to me that just seems like her being the the scientist of the group. She would have just been like, oh well, here's the other option. Yeah. yeah, maybe she was just too preoccupied with Jack just being like, "Oh, make me a bomb, please." Yeah, <laughs> this wonderful, yes. this is wonderful science she worked on with that little girl that can just like you know run her entire planet for centuries, turn it into a bomb, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's rough. Do you reckon when they scan? He said, uh, "I'm created based on a scan of the people who are, who are living on the planet." Yeah. Do you reckon that's after he kind of fax machine scanned them in? Like he annihilated him, and that's how he got the yeah. Like he he would have had to have beamed one of them up, right? That's what I was just because every time I think of it, every time I watch this, I I think he's annihilated that village, and so he's scanned them as he was destroying them. Oh, he did say he did say, oh, they disappeared, and Jackson's like, yeah, they ran away. Yeah, okay. So you don't do you reckon that he killed any of them? Nah. I I reckon yes, but. Probably the, for the PG rating, no. The, the dude with the <laughs> no one leg or something from Corai. <laughs> <laughs> I don't reckon he would have intentionally like beamed someone up and like dissected them so that they could make him or anything like that. No, because that that race. Was... I was just thinking if they're in the way and the ship mowed them down. Oh yeah, yeah. if he didn't know, <laughs> I'm just gonna I start mean... swinging my arms. <laughs> if you walk in my path, it's your own fault. I mean, they, he didn't. He didn't detect the giant friggin' knackwood a bomb about to go off until it was right underneath. Yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like if he can't detect that massive energy source, there's no way he's detecting like a human life size. Yeah, no yeah. way, no way at all. But it, but they he beamed up the SG one from like four kilometers away. Yeah, he seemed to know yeah. them. He was like, oh, they're different. Okay, I'll yeah. take them. Yeah, Why? I mean, like he he did say the sh- the ship scanned them, so. Yeah, but it's like, okay, so I've got this entire race of Encarens here. 
Then there's four others that are different, or three and one that are different. Yeah. They must speak for the Ankarans. I'll beam them up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they, they can make the decisions. They're closest. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wished. Um, gives me less money. I kind of wish the old lady, like at the end when she kind of felt Lotan's face, she's like, oh, you're one of us. I kind of wanted to go. Oh, you have such and such as nose and such and such because he was like he was supposed to be a He's combination. A yeah, it's like oh, yeah. <laughs> you have my brother-in-law's nose. Oh, okay. <laughs> Apparently, um, Richard Dean Anderson though had a bit of issue with this episode in that he found it really hard to actually sell Jack's whole plot through because he didn't agree as as yeah. Richard Dean Anderson he couldn't he couldn't mm. get behind what Jack was doing. So well, that's the point of being a fucking actor. <laughs> <laughs> So apparently, yeah, he found it really hard, and and I think that his method, mate. <laughs> yeah, he went. He wouldn't let off a bomb on another planet. <laughs> yeah. Just how it feels. But yeah, apparently, I think that really played in well to his like hesitance. Like there was this yeah. through line with him; he was hesitant the entire way through, like not wanting to do it, but willing to do something really, really horrible to save the Encarens. So yeah. I kind yeah. of, I kind of liked I, it because I think in in the other side, he was really nasty to Daniel, and Daniel was kind of bringing up. You know things that didn't that Jack didn't agree with, hmm. but here it's like, except for when he gets really angry when when he's like, "Tell me, Daniel's not on that ship." Like he gets really yeah. angry there. But other than that, I feel like Jack was kind of really responsive, and he's like, well, "If you give me another answer, like give me another option, and I'll do it." Yeah. But and to me, it was a really nice metaphor for like the whole abortion debate. It's like you've got these people that are alive here versus this entire ship full of. Uh, life forms that aren't technically alive, mm. but they have the potential to be alive. Mm. So it's like, what life do you give more value to? Yeah, you know, in that weird cosmic balance mm. sheet of, you know. So I because that I was the other really thing when when Jackson was on the ship and he's like, and and O'Neill's thinking, oh, do I blow it up? Do I not blow it up now? And I'm thinking, that's the most thought he's given to killing someone or not killing someone. Mm. So he's basically given more validation or, or, or more value to Jackson's life than any one of those uh, live yeah. lives or the, those that ancient in, lives. That entire life uh, civilization. But I really brought into Jack O'Neill's side of things because I saw the underlying um, factor of, of him thinking to himself, like, I, I'm doing this because I don't want to be wrong, not necessarily because I think it's right. Mm. But I don't want I don't want the the weight on my shoulders for the rest of my life knowing that these and Karens are dead because I brought them here and they weren't willing to go back home. Yeah, and Jack's not one to give up. He's like, if I can do something, yeah. I will do something. I'm not yeah. just gonna stand back and let this you know giant lawnmower fire lawnmower just <laughs> yeah. you know wipe out these people that I've you yeah. know. And, and 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 to be fair, like they did say at the start, they were like. Well, let's just pack up and get the fuck out of here. Let's let's yeah. go. Like he, he even said, look, oh, we can't save all you people, but your village is right next to the Stargate. Let's pack up and get the hell out of here. And she's like, no, I won't abandon my people. Yeah, we've we've had enough. The line must be drawn here, this far, no further. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so it kind of backed him into a corner. He's like, well, I've I've made this promise to these people to you know um, help them prosper and and you know because they are, they were victims of the Gould. Mm. So it's like, well, let's, you know, he was, yeah, I really liked it. I really liked the, with a, yeah. What was the backstory? I think basically the home world at the end, the Ankarans, there was a whole bunch of them taken off world and used as slaves. And then much like every other human in the galaxy was used right. as a gold slave. Well, and in the same way they tell, talk about like our history saying that earth was where they got the first human slaves yeah. from to populate the, the world, right. uh, to populate the universe. They've done that to the Ankarans' yeah. original homeworld. 
And now they've found their Tari, so to speak. And now they're going back. Original, yeah. But I was just thinking, are they welcome back? Because how many people are they bring? They're like refugees. And if they're anything like this country, mm. look yeah. out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Imagine that. like, or, any, or most countries in this world. <laughs> yeah, true. There's a lot of fan fiction novels, or not fan fictions, a lot of them are canon. I would have actually been quite interested in a novel after this episode. Mm. Like you did one after, after the other side, and I thought this would be a better novel. Maybe, maybe SG one's probably not in it, but I reckon that'd be kind of interesting if they go back to the Ankaran's homeworld, the the politics between them coming back and then introducing the robot, who would be a lot like Data from the Next Generation in terms of he'd be so strange because they didn't even understand him. Yeah, he goes yeah. that doesn't go against my programming, and he's like, and they're like, what? Yeah. Daniel's like, oh, that I mean, thank you, yes, that'd be good. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I found interesting is they seem to be, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell, but they seemed like they were a, quite a primitive race, like yeah. well, the Ankaran group. I mean, yes, they were kind of just at this planet and they were building their town and all that sort of stuff, but they didn't seem overly technologically advanced. Well, not even that. I, I feel like they made them like idiots. Like They weren't even just primitive. They actually <laughs> yeah. made them sound like idiots. Well, like they... I, I found myself getting angry at the... Um, was like basically the chief's her 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 son, yeah, you know, the soon to be father, the guy from Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, yeah, Smallville. right. I thought I recognised him. Smallville. Yeah, 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 that's right. And he was getting. He's like, "How do you said this? We trusted you. You said this was safe." It's yeah. like, don't you understand what happened? Like <laughs> yeah. when we brought you here, we didn't know. We didn't, we didn't know about know. that. That like, and we'll bring them down. And those bad guys will say, or bad guys in our mind because they're about to kill us. They will also say, you weren't here when they started. Like, it's really nobody's fault here. And I feel like you understood that at the start, but we needed you to be angry at the end. And I'm like, mm. they just made them seem like, yeah, but what stupid. I, what I found really interesting is normally when we encounter races, if they're less technologically advanced than we are, they tend to be more superstitious and believe in the gods mm. and, and all that sort of stuff. Who would have thought? And the more <laughs> and the more technologically advanced they are and the smarter they are, they realize, you know, religion's not a thing. Um, but I found it interesting that these guys who seem quite te- technologically low um, were totally down. Like, it was part of their history. They knew that they were refugees from another planet. Yeah, um, They true. had no problem with dealing with SG-1 or moving planets and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Flip side of that being, like, going back to end of last season with New Ground, where it's like this, this race is at war and they've got force fields and hover ships and, and yeah. you know, um, weed whacker laser guns and all that yeah. sort of stuff. Mm. And But they were the ones burying their heads in the sand about where they actually came from and they were still very, very strict on their religious beliefs. Like, they yeah. were at war over it. So I found that a really... Imagine if it was like we were trying to save those people yeah, and trying to get them back, how hard that would be. Whereas yeah. the Encarans were kind of just like... Okay. Yeah. They were <laughs> totally down Whatever for it. you say, Colonel. But that's like... um. When we with the Tolan as well, when they when we first met them, and they come out and and was um what's the old mate's name? Nareem. Nareem was saying to Carter, "Oh, you know, you believe in angels and that sort of thing." Like, oh, and then you I, don't know how to use bedsheets. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I imagine them if if we were in trouble as a Tari, and then the Tolan said, "Oh yeah, we'll find you a planet that you can live on," and they take us there, and we're like, "Oh, thank you so much." We take them. We spend a month building all these new cities, and then something comes and attacks us. We'd be like, "Oi, Nareem, you said this planet was all right. Like, mm. what are you doing? You know better than us because you're more technological advanced. You know mm. this shit. You were the one that scouted the planet and yeah. said it was safe. But I also, we'd I've... fight our own battles. I would feel. 
If yeah, a, that's true. We yeah, but like, you'd expect them to help if they put you in that situation. Yeah, Jack would be like, okay, well, give us some of your phase weapons and your mm. big ion cannons and yeah. stuff yeah. to help us protect we'll this We'll take planet. care of this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we kind of did. We gave him a Nakwita bomb. <laughs> yeah. no, willing to no we took our knack with a generator back <laughs> yeah. and turned it into a bomb yeah. they didn't set it on sh- loop they didn't do shit they were going to trust the blind people to turn a knack with a generator into a bomb <laughs> I want to talk about the Gadmir because they seem like a pretty cool race 10,000 yeah. year civilization mm. yeah, didn't they look awesome they look yeah. cool and remind me of um, remember Freezer from Dragon Ball Z didn't watch it oh god Oh, didn't watch it. Anime, no thanks. <laughs> Just when I think I can can be in the same room with you. No, oh, think again, mate. Jesus Christ. So, usually if, uh, well, only judging by Earth, but if you're a bipedal <laughs> race, it's unusual to have a tail like that. A what race? Like if you're standing on two legs. Right. That's bipedal. Two legs means bipedal. Right. Bi means two, pedal means leg. Okay, well, that's what I'm asking. Thank you. <laughs> Just look it up later. That's pretty common knowledge, but okay. I also learnt this right now. (laughs) Calm down. Would (laughs) (laughs) is that a tail or a huge dick? Is what I'm trying to say. I I hope it's the latter. There we go. Matty nearly sped up his coffee. It took us half an hour, but we got to a dick joke. (laughs) I was like, wow. Wow, Brennan's having a really sort of, you know, scientific, interesting, like, you know, an- anthropological conversation here. No, it's a dick joke. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. All right. I mean, we don't know. Is that your point that you're getting at? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. Right. So whenever you hear Brennan go, I want to talk about biology for a second. Oh, we know where this is going. The bipedal species that was on that <laughs> ship, how big were their dicks? <laughs> so asking the... The hard questions yeah, no one else wants to ask. The real shit that people want to know. <laughs> well, I mean, if it was a dick, congratulations to that species. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? and no dick on they, the back. Oh, no wonder they need to Oh, mate, their girth shits all over the avatar. Yeah. Like that. It does. You know, that, and it's all about girth. So. Uh, how would it work if you had a schlong on your back? Oh, I reckon and, just like and, normal. Yeah, how is it any different? Except you don't look, not looking at them, you're just backing up. Cowgirl style. Again, that's again, how, how, it is. how is that any different to <laughs> to a normal oh, Wednesday? Yeah, yeah okay. Like, Except the guys getting you can yeah. like it's, in the front. It, yeah, the, the guy can lay down and play PlayStation <laughs> while the <laughs> the guy can be starfish. Yeah, yeah, and would be. Let's be honest. <laughs> Wouldn't do the work if we didn't have to. <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, speaking uh, of giant spanners, oh yeah, there was one in this episode. Was just at, yeah, at the bottom of the stairs, just standing there looking at the spanner, just moving it around like, oh, yeah. check this out, the spanner. Yeah, all right. I'm, I'm glad you're Not keeping an eye on that. Other. Wait till we get yeah. to the episode where they're cradling, cradling it like it's a baby. Right. That's <laughs> to me. I, th- I think that's when the like the higher ups were like. Okay, you can retire the spanner now. Yeah. That's, I, think, I think that's enough. That's enough. We've done everything we can with that spanner. Yeah, you flogged it. <laughs> flogged it to death. I'd love to see it in a top pocket or something. Just like a pen. <laughs> <laughs> I know we were saying before that O'Neill was you know, considering things maybe more than he ever has before, but him and Lotan, I feel like there was just such a... There were moments of just complete disregard for other human life whether on an individual or a mass scale mm. like when they're like you know you're going to kill these people you know we, we've transported them to this planet Lotan you're going to just kill them all he's like wow 
that is unfortunate. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I'm not programmed to care about yeah. that. I'm programmed to give a shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like having a conversation with Brendan. Yeah. yeah. I'm not programmed for that. Yeah, I'm not programmed to give a shit. Gooey show of emotion. Now, if you yeah. don't mind, I'm going to get retired to my little laser bed and just have <laughs> yeah, shit. That's random. Yeah. It's his own private little rave. Um, yeah. But then O'Neill when like, tell me, you know, Daniel's not up on that ship. He's up on that ship. And then just like tilt going, he made his choice, Jack, you know. Yeah. And Jack's like, yep. Boom. Yeah. Presses the button. Yeah. And like, Actually, that making that point brings up a premise that I wanted to bring up with you guys to see if this is actually true. Now, I've got some proof. I think that Tilk secretly wants Daniel to die in a strange and unusual way. <laughs> yeah. I think it's kind of his kink. Well, I mean, <laughs> he hasn't got Sharae to torture anymore. No, well, that's it. So, mm. you know, he's got to finish off that family. And ma- mainly with, like, Daniel's, like, Daniel's made his choice and I did not disagree with him because that'd be an awesome way to go. Getting blown up in a mm. in an alien ship. I I just think that Tilk does not give a shit about Daniel Jackson. No, no, right. I think he only saves Bro- him because SG One or O'Neill would be upset with him if he doesn't. <laughs> Remember in Broca Divide? Yes, where he got kidnapped by the Neanderthal. He yeah. looked for a total of three seconds. Yeah. Well, before he just he barely, left him for dead. Yeah. He looked- and then we find out what two seasons later that he's like one of the great trackers in the galaxy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know we've said this show before. We can't we can't blame past episodes for future episodes retconning. But it's like, yeah, now look, I gave it a good look. Totally. What about that mud? There's footprints in the mud. Nah, it's not, that's, yeah. that's an animal. Yeah, I didn't see him. I, knew, I know exactly where he went, but I didn't yeah. see him. Yeah. In, in... I reckon he's pissed because it's, it really is established here that it's like when they're talking... Tilk didn't give Daniel an order. Like they, neither of them share a rank, so really, yeah. n- neither of them outranks the other. Yeah. So I think Tilk's just like, yeah. how can I be equal to this little piece of shit? Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's maybe he's, he's like, if Daniel dies and we get a new team member, surely I'll outrank whoever that is, and I'll be able to order them around. Because like he probably misses being a first prime. He's like, he wants underlings. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So uh, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to rub it I, um, yeah. In Crystal Skull, when Daniel's staring into the skull, bursting out with radio radiation and neutrinos, Tilk's like, watch this shit, and just zats the skull. Like, for all he knew, that could have exploded in Daniel's face. Oh, I bet you he was wishing it Yeah, did. he's like, That's I've, what got, I mean. like, I've got this a symbiote could... that'll heal me if I get a bit better. Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be awesome. Or when he, ran, I went when he ran back to find him, and then Daniel's like, Tilk, and he turns around, he's like... Okay, just look dazed and confused. <laughs> Pretend you can't no, see. No, I have this strange feeling. What is it? What is it? Daniel's like, I'm right in front of you. Yeah, nothing, I guess. <laughs> forever now, um, forever in a day, though. He killed his he wife. He killed Charé because he's like... Good move. He's like, Riven Device, seen that a thousand times. That's not a way to go. <laughs> but then leaving him for mortally wounded in Serpent's Lair on top of... In um, Chlorel's Hutuck. And then... SGC leave him for dead. They get in the death gliders. You can just imagine Tilt going, oh, that was hot. <laughs> Tilt's so like... Hot. I, I hope Hammond has the self-destruct no, on when we get home. The scene you miss is like Tilt going, so if Daniel's gone, can, can Braytac join us? <laughs> can, he be, can he be the fourth member? Or? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Now, um, Tilt didn't really have a lot to do in this episode, but as a standard... I hope that Daniel would be dead yeah um, <laughs> sorry to interrupt I just what you said there Braytech joining I just imagine them having a conversation with with each other and Braytech's like Tilk can you get me a job get us in bro I'm trying Braytech like, I'm trying to kill Jamie Jackson in the most <laughs> I'm a man of 126 I need a pension yeah. <laughs> 
But he's also 126. I can wait a while. If it's going to take a while yeah. to kill him off, I can yeah. I can wait. What's an extra year? I do think that you just say that's his kink. Like, imagine that, like, Hammond, we already know, like, how he gets his rocks off is by letting, the, you know, turning on the self-destruct and just yeah. wait until that clock ticks down, turning off for, like, one second and just fully getting off to it. Tilk's thing is that he keeps trying to kill Daniel. He probably, it's probably a little bit like the No, but road- it's like a game. Like, it yeah. has to be sweet. It's like yeah. Batman versus the Joker. Yeah. yeah. Or, or like the Roadrunner and, um, and, yeah, and the Coyote. Like, there's, is it, it was it in Family Guy or... And and mm-hmm. yeah, the coyote actually kills the roadrunner, and then his life turns to shit because he's, he's <laughs> yeah, got no he's meaning. Got nothing to do like he's at home and he's life. upset. And he's abusing his wife. He's yelling at his kids, and yeah. like, and, then he, up- and then he tries to commit suicide. And he keeps failing at that as well. Like, <laughs> so Daniel, I think, doesn't really want to kill Daniel, but he wants to keep trying to kill Daniel. Yeah. So yeah. maybe that's his thing. And one day him and Hammond will sit down. And it just needs talk to be about worthy it. of a good wank. Yeah. Oh, that was so hot. Just See how his head exploded? Oh, it's gonna amazing. We're going to go into a deep state of Kelner <laughs> Ring and think about all the times I've tried to kill you. <laughs> it's like, is, that, is that me or is that my symbiote I'm stroking? I can't oh. <laughs> oh, that's too far? Come on. No, I'm just imagining it. Like oh. It's, oh. Stroking his it's symbiote. great. Yeah. It's hot. Yeah. It's like, it's oh, hang on, no, this, one, Daniel's kink. this one's all slimy and sticky before it all happens. So, yeah, that's definitely the symbiote. Okay. Well, he's a jaffer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah so, Sorry, back to what you were so saying. So, Tilk didn't have a lot to do in this episode, which is pretty standard. But mm. I think Christopher Judge was MVP behind the scenes on this episode. Mm. So, um, I just want to run through uh, a few bits for you. Wheel in the piano, boys! Oh, oh dear. Graham, how are you, mate? Jesus, that... Is that the same size piano? That's huge. Easier to haul up the stairs. <laughs> so, uh, in the scene where Daniel Jackson and the robot Lotan are wandering down the tree-lined avenue, careful viewers will see that they sneak the odd look back along the path they've just walked down. The looks weren't for dramatic effect, they were for self-preservation. To everyone's total amazement, a bear just came uh, lumbering out of the woods what? as we started shooting, Holy gasped shit. the director. Most of us stayed pretty calm. We sent the grips out to coax it away. But our resident tough guy... Chris- the grips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's got to be a joke. Lowest, lowest paid guys on the set. Jesus. Yeah. But our resident tough guy, Christopher Judge, who was a bit of an urban alien and doesn't get to see much wildlife, Took to his trailer and wouldn't come out. Oh. <laughs> I thought he was going to say chased it off. Yeah. Yeah. No, he ran and he was terrified and like hid uh, in his trailer and wouldn't come out until he knew it was gone. <laughs> um, Michael and Brian, however, which is Daniel and Lotan, uh, had to get on and do the scene, hence the shifty looks backwards every now and then to see if the bear was back. Wow. Damn. Jesus. And well, then, the uh, bear was obviously running away from the spaceship. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. And uh, in the commentary, they say when you see them walking down the um, uh, down the aisle, um... Graham, we're yeah, we're done now. Graham. Yeah, yeah. You can get th- thanks, mate. Thank you. Um... You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, just out of just out of camera shot, there's about six grips just kind of just standing there, just as like. Decoys just to like make sure the bear didn't come back, <laughs> like rodeo clowns. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Get just to protect the pretty actors. Protect Shanksy. Yeah, I just like, like obviously what do you say, Michael and Brian? Like they're just talking amongst themselves. It's like, oh well, clearly we, you know, there's a bear. I mean, well, I guess we don't have to work today. Yeah, and produce <laughs> like it's clearly, um, it's clearly guys, unsafe. We are on yeah. a time schedule. <laughs> we have a schedule to meet. Yeah. yeah. 
We don't care. Six pages to film today, guys. Those, you will go out there and get yeah. mauled. We've those, got a premiere on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Your yellow contacts are only good for another three hours, yeah. so let's go. Let's <laughs> keep going. Uh, and then the other uh, big one for Christopher Judge uh, in this episode was from the audio commentary. Me and Karen Homeworld has no Stargate. <laughs> for some odd reason, that line of Chris's lasted for show after show after show, and every time Chris would not have something to say in a scene, he would be sitting in the boardroom or something like this, and there'd be a silence, and he'd say, The Karen Homeworld has no Stargate. <laughs> It's still being used, actually. The, the show that we've did it and that we've just finished uh, doing in year five has got another one. <laughs> They're looking for that line. There are a number of those through the uh, the course of the the years that we've been doing Stargate, where people will remember them. Mm-hmm. Another one that you will pick up on is Harrower Attacks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. That's coming up soon. The actual line: Harrower Attacks. So, how does he know that there's no gate on the in Karen homeworld? Uh, did they mention it at the start of the episode? That's why they couldn't find their way back because they were. Didn't they say that the Incarans were taken by ship from their original planet? Yeah, 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 and then put into the Gua world. You know, they, uh, they have a rich say... history about what happened to their ancestors, yeah. the Incarans. Yeah. Like you were saying before, like no one else in the universe knows what happened before the Gua world, but these guys. They know it all, what mm. happened to their ancestors. And then there was that little cover-up line when Carter says, oh, well, they're blind, so they can't actually tell us where they where their home world is from a, using a star map. So it's like, oh, well, <laughs> we can't find their home. We have no yeah. idea where it is. Why don't they ask the bloody Gadmi where, where it is? Mm. Oh, yeah. they can't. Yay! Oh, why not? Because they're... They're bi they're bicycle beings. <laughs> bicycle. Uh, what's it called? Bipedal. 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 <laughs> <laughs> bicycle beings is huge dick. <laughs> That's what you do. That's what got, you do on a bicycle. They've got, they've got two bipedal. wheels for legs. Uh, apparently, the original ending for this episode is Lotan actually blew the ship up. So, like, when he beamed up the um, the Nakoda bomb at the end, and Daniel's like, ah, oh, that's exactly the opposite of what I wanted you to do. Mm. Um, he was going to blow up the ship. He was going to beam Daniel back down. And blow up the ship and choose to save the Ankarans and let the, the Gadmir uh Even though he's terraformed half the planet. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then uh, Brad Wright was kind of like, mm, let's find a happy ending. Yeah, absolutely. I do like that it all worked out so nicely. Yeah. It's like like oh. usually that's not satisfying, but I was really satisfied with that. Yeah. yeah. Because there was no real villain. It's like they were both equally, yeah. you know... Deserving. Like, yeah, you felt for both of them. Mm. So and I, except the fact that he stayed with the Encarans, I think that was unnecessary. I think it'd be better if he just went back into his ship. That's for me, anyway. You wanted I'd him love, to die? I'd love to see him die. <laughs> <laughs> Not even see, but just know that he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> My life would be better. Like, it'd be it'd be great if they went, oh, you're an Karen now, you can stay with us. And he's like, no. Nah. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy to die. I'm happy to... I'd rather be dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hang around you, Hadrazar. <laughs> I don't want to become blind. Although, what do they what do they say? The uh, In the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. Like, he could yeah. go back to the Karen mm. world. Oh, like he... bring out the pan flute for that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like the only one that can see properly. He's like... I'm gonna rule these motherfuckers, and I just yeah. got. I'm like two days old. Yeah, I just found out about this place. Yeah, I just I become self-aware like Skynet. Yeah. <laughs> the shit's going down. I hope the Encarn homeworld is like pretty technologically advanced because he's gonna have a hard time like making repairs if he gets damaged yeah. at any point down the track. Well, that's the thing. Like they were pretty, although they're not advanced. Like they were pretty hard workers. They built all that in a month. Mm. 
Like, oh, you should come back in a year and see what we have done. (laughs) Fuck that. (laughs) Never coming back. You you didn't get close enough to see it, but I mean, imagine, imagine like a blind carpenter. Imagine the kind of cuts he's making (laughs) in all that wood. And it's on the piss. Like Like, the whole building's off to like leaning tower (laughs) of Pisa. Nah, it looks good, mate. And you didn't killing it. You didn't. How does that look? I'm not sure. It feels good. (laughs) You didn't see like the forty like and current labour workers with like missing thumbs and all that kind of stuff because they just (laughs) cut them on nails, put through their palms and stuff like that. Yeah, it's like the prestige. How he has all those blind guys, stage yeah. hands. Yeah, like how does that work? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Just pay them more and don't say anything. Yeah. All right. <laughs> if you say anything, I'll sack you. Like, how do you get so many blind people to work for you? I do find it funny how Daniel is trying to manipulate this robot by saying, "Well, are you performing your true function?" Because he knew that would get at him. Mm, yeah. Mm. But I don't get it. If he's a robot, how can he think about that? Oh, yeah, I'm going to change my mind. Were well, you not programmed to? No, well, because he's given him an alternate option. He's like, oh, yeah, based on that, I need to follow my programming. It's like a another if and... It was or, like a reverse Ultron in a way, as far as he was in the movie. It's like, ooh, you, that, sounds, that sounds dirty. Ooh. Yeah, reverse maybe, Ultron. You want to try maybe, a reverse maybe Ultron? Maybe that's what yeah. the big dick aliens <laughs> the Gadmir's do. Gadmir's before. What are you doing? Yeah. Reverse Ultron. Ooh, that's my favourite. Um, is it like his programming What's was to... Yeah. <laughs> careful, careful or you might lose a hand. Like I'll... <laughs> Was it he um, was programmed to save the Earth and then when he becomes self-aware in like three seconds, he's like, oh, save the Earth? That actually means kill the humans because they're the mm. worst thing happening to this planet. So yeah. I like that Daniel did that, but he did that to Jack too. Like that was his whole point in this episode was to like read between the lines. And Jack's like, "Are you disobeying me?" Or someone's like, "Are you disobeying your orders?" He's like, "Technically, no." Mm. He did tell me not to go on the ship, but by going on the ship, I'm also finding him another solution. So not really That's- doing the wrong thing. And then it's like, "Hey, so this is your protocol, but well, if you look around, your actual protocol would be to not." Go to your protocol. Yeah, he kinda, if you think about it, pff, the robot's head blows up. Yeah, like he a fembot. He kind of short circuited him, eh? Yeah, like, yeah. oh mm. shit, I'm Twitch. What? 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 <laughs> he didn't understand himself. Yeah, I do. I do like it at the end there. How um, they beamed all the Encarns up, and it kind of fades out as the ship's taking off. There's all these weird claws and stuff. I'm like, oh, that kind of looks a little bit evil. Mm. Just thinking after that, imagine if the robot. Was just catfishing Daniel the yeah, entire yeah, time. Yeah. Beat him up into yeah. the area that has all the uh, like toxic atmosphere. <laughs> all the encouragers just, just, him just in choking there. to death. I was just thinking, like, picks him up, takes him into a high orbit, waits till SG-1 comes down, goes back, keeps terraforming, and then just uses the Encarans as fertilizer. Yeah. All <laughs> <laughs> the world stuff. He uses them as fuel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, not only that, but we only know the, the Gadmir as being a peaceful loving society because that's what they told yeah. us. Yeah. Their yeah. ship told us how awesome mm. they were. And Daniel's like, hey, they're, they're peaceful. Can't kill them as well. Yeah. Yeah. So they're peaceful because they murdered every other being on their yeah. planet. Yeah. So there's yeah. got Gould, no one to fight against. If you read Gould history, they're these benevolent gods, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that allow their, their followers to, to be in the presence of their god. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, I mean, just imagine him, like, flying up and then SG-1 go, well, our job here is done. They get <laughs> yeah. back through the Stargate. They can't do come back in a year to check up on them. And the whole thing's just squ- like on fire. There's these weird, big-dicked aliens walking around. <laughs> just just having sex all no, over the place. And they're using Reverse Ultron-ing it <laughs> everywhere. 
and they're using the Ankarans as sex slaves, just split, just splitting them in half. And then she won't come dicks. back. And go, what? I thought we were pe- you were peaceful. And they're like, <laughs> we, we lied. Obviously, oh, this yeah. is you can't breathe us. here. Get the oh, f- out. Yeah. Yell for that? Oh, you idiot! Yeah. <laughs> Stargate would stay there, obviously. Sword swallowers. Yeah, I found that really strange. And they're like, oh, this the scorch, the 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 the, the, the fire curtain yeah. mowing thing. They're like, oh, well, the Stargate's not going to survive. And I'm like, Meh, would it though? Like that's a pretty it survived an asteroid hit. Yeah. yeah, it was buried, but it didn't break. Well, I mean, if there's enough power, the the Nakoda in the Stargate can explode. Yeah. So yeah. if he, it's yeah, kind of like right. mowing over a rock. Yeah. And flicking you in the leg, like if you mow over the Stargate, it could explode. I wonder if the writers of this episode intended it to be like compared to mowing as much as what we have <laughs> in this podcast. Could only wish. <laughs> <laughs> it's just your fetish yeah. It's your we're, kink we're, yeah. Oh mate You should see me When I'm mowing Listening to our Stargate podcast It's like Oh, oh my My two worlds Take my clothes off He can do, he can do it handless He can just, he just steers the mow With his dick It's just like Whee! That's our whippersnip <laughs> Now look I don't want to do it But I know I have to Because it, It's just so full Oh, oh shit box. box Oh shit That is a little frightening Like That sounds like you are just You're in the sunken place Like you've been trapped And encased in this dark Solitary confinement there. Echo That's... pitch Maddie. Ooh <laughs> Oh jeez Oh <laughs> The crazy version That's yeah. been locked up Away from society for years Put the lotion on your skin <laughs> That's actually low Low pitch Maddie. He's saying <laughs> Box of shame now, mind you, before you read that, I've actually got something in the room. Like, there, there's some pretty, you know, there's some standard sort of gear in there from what we've seen from our uh, from our patrons. Yeah. I don't know what else is in there. If we get to some bad ones, I always want you to know. I've got a, I've got a little. Oh, maybe I want yeah, to say a, you, a backwards gift for you. Like, it's a gift you for you. Have added one of, yet? Have you even added one to the box? Yeah, of shame yet? yeah, I have. Yeah, I oh, feel okay. like uh, Holly um, did uh, one up to me. Um, oh God, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. We were both going along the same sort of lines, but she added like seven different layers to that from a couple. Uh, Mitch of weeks just ago. had me blowing you. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> just took a picture of it. Oh, yeah, there was some, there was some, oh, mate, if you don't photograph it, what's the point? It didn't um, happen. That's true, yeah. That was the first one to bring up like Firefly and anything Joss-related. So, yeah, mm. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So, I've got something for you. If ever, if ever anything gets really oh, bad, my, we, we feel a little Mitch. sad for you. Um, I've got a got a little gift for you. But maybe it's also a backwards joke as Don't well. Don't forget that we got to so listen to Star Trek is, after that. Is that so, like, that'd be oh, too nice. Yeah. Do that. Is that like Russell Crowe's in Swallow My Gift or...? Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Um. So it's just what a quick toe fog. So it's just a real quickie. Like, I have you heard that song? No. Thirty odd foot of grunt. His band's called Swat. Has like big. The, I don't know if it was ever their biggest hit, but it's certainly the one we remember the most. And the, the song oh, it's is got called Twelve Hundred Listens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the song is called Swallow My Gift. Yeah. Wow. So I yeah. mentioned that because I just thought it was ubiquitous, but obviously not. So. No. Yeah. yeah. No. It's not a. It's wonder we haven't got it here. Oh, I'm not it's not on the playlist. Big wide world. Swallow my gift, and then Lucky's back. Swallow my gift. It's yeah. like, how is this a thing? Well, what do you expect? When you bring that back. Odd foot of grunt. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, so yeah, I'm not really, you know, overly excited about this one, but I just figured I had to because we had so much stuff in the yeah, box of absolutely. shame. So it's just a quickie. Uh, the guy that played Lotan, Brian Markinson. Um, Hang on, you got to read it first. Oh, I thought you guys were going to do it at the end. Yeah, sure. Well, uh, one of each. Um, <laughs> not for this little one. That's nah, pretty not full. For this little one. <laughs> Um, so Brian Markson, he, he's actually done, he was in every single modern age, uh, Star Trek. Well, the the good ones from the nineties. So he did an episode of Next Generation. He did two episodes of Voyager and he did an episode of DS9. Yeah, right. So I just thought that was worth mentioning. 
Wait, Norman Who was he in Voyager? No one uh, memorable. He was, uh, yeah, if, uh, I think season one or season two oh. when they get captured by the Vidians. He's Lieutenant Durst. Seven of nine wasn't in it. No, it's no, the one where Balana. Um, <laughs> one where Balana gets split into like oh, she sure and did. Half the, sounds sexy. It was, it was kind of interesting. He played by the Gadmir. He played. He played two two characters in one episode. So he played like a Starfleet officer, but then he also played one of the aliens that was that captured them was going to harvest their organs. So the the twist at the end of the episode is he he killed the alien him killed the human him. And like skinned him and wore his face as skin. Oh, so they spoiler were alert! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, from, I might yeah, watch that watching, one day. Oh yeah, you're it's definitely going to watch that episode from 20 years ago. And yeah, remember it. I'm definitely yeah. going to watch that show. Yeah, one for the kiddies. One of those pivotal Star Trek one episodes. For the <laughs> All right, so let's do it. Box of shame. Here we go. Oh Jesus. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, it's a big one. Okay. Yeah, it is. That's Andrews. mine again. <laughs> okay. Is this really yours? Because I tell no. you what, that's some very ladylike handwriting. Who wrote that? No, it's Mitch. Yeah. Oh, that's some lovely penmanship. Thank you. I'm a I'm an excellent writer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's I hear said it. penmanship, not what you write. It's just how you write it. Yeah. Um. Oh, okay. So this. Oh, what are, what are the other? This is the. Um. That sounds like I made it up. Then that I literally just pulled. You're this supposed out. to just read it without. Um. <laughs> well, no. Just Mitch obviously mentioned that he wrote something, and then that's the one because he put it out. on top, obviously. <laughs> Again, that's not for the first time. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. do you want me to read this one, or should I do a different one? Well, I feel well, like let's do two. Yeah, we do. Okay. I, you know, I do two because right, I know that I know that. Like, I yes! just, I yes! just thought an easy target for you is what it is, and then Holly ended up just completely outdoing what I did. Right, so, I'm, it's it's nothing. This one, so yeah, definitely. Yeah, do I'm two. so glad the fandom are finally starting to see through the bullshit, bullshit, va- bullshit veil of Joss Whedon writing <laughs> his strong female characters, and that he is in fact. A, dis- a despicable misogynist monster. Yeah, good, good <laughs> oh, wow. call, Maddie. Maddie, That's why do you do that? Because it was written by a despicable misogynist monster. I feel like you you found it harder to say that than I've got full blown AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, obviously. obviously. <laughs> it's easier to come out with the AIDS bit. Than- yeah, I mean, I've said it before. <laughs> I mean, it's 2018. AIDS, AIDS isn't a death sentence anymore. Yeah, being a misogynist is though. Um, okay, well, so... He- Trump. <laughs> Get you elected. Yeah, and then... Um, oh, Weinstein. Yeah, he's, you know, he's going to off himself any week. Oh, he's gone, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, he's already bought the, bought the gun. Um, okay, so uh, I've got another one here. So this is uh, Danny from uh, Patreon. Another one from Danny. Uh, oh, have we done one from Danny, have we? Yeah, yeah we might have to do three of them. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not for that tiny Durst comment. Um... <laughs> Jadzia Dax was nothing but a nympho. Well, that's true. Uh, with root beer for brains. They. Oh, no, I can't say this one because it'll be well, a spoiler. Well, you have to. It'll be a spoiler for Brennan when he watches Deep Space Nine, though. That's fine. Take your earphones off. He'll listen back to it. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's all good. Oh, no. I've read it already. Oh, oh yeah, okay, fair oh. enough. <laughs> um, They couldn't kill her soon enough. I hope she burns in the fire caves for all eternity. <laughs> That's Jadzi is my favorite character from that show. Then I think that's you, the point. Well, why do you think that if she's your favorite character? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why did I bring this concept up? <laughs> I didn't think people would be this creative. <laughs> I just thought they'd be like, "Oh, I'm dumb. I like sucking dick." Like that's what I thought. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. But... <laughs> I'm fine with sucking dick. <laughs> no wishing death to my favorite character. Yeah, that's rough. Thanks, Danny. That's, that's a good one. You really got him. Well done, Danny. <laughs> oh, that's... 
She's alive in real life, mate. Oh, I know. She's oh, her her death still hurts. So I'd like to say that is. <sighs> she moved to a better show. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah, and then got written out of that one as well. God damn it. <laughs> All right, that's episode 75 of Get It Again. Scorched Earth. We'll be back uh, next week to talk Beneath the Surface, and that'll be on the next Stargate SG-1. <laughs> on the next Stargate SG-1. Is there a problem here? Stay out of this. Why would O'Neill turn against his own team? This is not right. The two of you are friends on you. Stay out of it. Because someone's erased their memories. Oh, it's my honor to serve. Boy. Transform them into slave laborers. Stop telling us! And are keeping them hostage beneath an icy planet. We're not out there, sir. In a rape dungeon. The more they remember. I had this dream. You were in it. Me? The closer they get to the truth. I can see how you wouldn't want outsiders to know about the slave labor force you keep underground. But will someone wipe them out forever? You're no longer of any use to me. Richard Dean Anderson stars on the next Stargate SG-1. Well, that was a real breakdown of that episode. Yeah, step almost by as step. boring as the episode. We could almost, we could almost skip it <laughs> after that. Well, you also, uh, well, you already said that you might be sick next week. So, oh, yeah. whoops! Oh no, I meant, I meant the week after next. Sorry. Yeah. Is this another core eye? Do I have to not watch this one? No, beneath the surface is good. <laughs> oh, it goes against everything you're just talking about. No, no, no. no. I, I meant the week after beneath the surface. I got my white confused. What's after my that? Point of re- point of no return. Uh, okay. That one I might be sick for. Or it'll make me sick, one yeah. of the two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know yet. <clears throat> well, until then, you can uh, check out uh, all of our old podcasts on the podcasting channels. Just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Hit us up on the socials, like, subscribe, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or drop us a uh, line on getintogate at gmail.com. You can also support the show and join the show on uh, many new levels. Uh, hit up patreon.com forward slash getintogate. Absolutely. Contribute to the uh, box of shame. There, You've sort of seen the variations of standards. No, it's full. Good? It's, it's full. Well, Sorry, it's full. If you, if you full. want a scorched earth, then uh, jump on Patreon. <laughs> jump on a Patreon. Nailed it, mate. There's a... Uh, Race and I've scorched some earth in our own podcast that we did <laughs> that's true actually yeah not mm. a bad place to uh tease the podcast actually because it is an exclusive well, to patreon it. well <laughs> you're right actually because at this yeah. point i actually haven't listened to it yet maddie yeah. has remember the other week when you said uh reset uh brendan said something so bad we were going to burn down the studio yeah i think that's might- the entire podcast yeah, there's 40 <laughs> minutes of that i think i think the reason brendan had to move is because after that podcast he burned his house down <laughs> So, you should wait for the next podcast. Oh, it's a little bit looser. You have to sacrifice yeah. your children after that one. <laughs> well, if that doesn't get you having a listen to that, then nothing will. So, uh, yeah, check that out. Patreon.com forward slash get in the gate. And a big thanks to everyone who has jumped on already. We will be back next week to talk beneath the surface. And uh, we've sold it up and pitched it very well. So, uh, have fun with that, Reese, in the next seven days. We'll catch you uh, next weekend for more Stargate Sundays with Get in the Gate. Get into geek.com.